my friend. Welcome back to the Funny Thing About Parenting Podcast. I am your host, TJ, along with my hilarious co-host, Melissa. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing tonight, Melissa? I am, I'm doing well. As always. As once, always. Once we get the, once we get the kids to bed, it's just like smooth sailing. Yeah, it was not a smooth sailing. There used to be days yeah. that the kids would come out of bed and they would mm-hmm. infiltrate our quiet adult time. Right, but that, that hasn't happened that much. Yeah, cross yeah. your fingers. It's we're probably. Oh hi, honey. <laughs> no, not happening. But hope you're doing well and. Uh, we're going to talk some parenting. We're going to talk, you know, about parenting things. That's what we do here. We mm-hmm. we're trying to help you feel like your life is just fine. We're, and normal we're helping and good. ourselves feel like we are okay. That's and really fine. what it's about. That's true. It's <laughs> really what it's about. You are helping us feel normal. But again, we have four kids, nine and under, and we talk about all of the things about parenting and try to do it with a little bit of a giggle too. But sometimes, you know, we get super serious. Yeah. Super serious. Why so serious? Um, before we get started, I just wanted to say thanks f- for leaving a review to um, a person who I don't know what their name is. Oh. But five stars. Oh. That's great. Wow. Um, thanks so Thank much for you. doing that. This person says... Um, they saw one of my videos and checked out the podcast because they also have four kids, ages mm. two to eight. Oh. And the videos were spot on, checked out the podcast, and it's become one of their favorites because it's like they are listening to one of their good friends <laughs> talk about this season of parenthood and how we can relate. Love TJ and Melissa talking about everyday things we all face. <laughs> one of the cool things when you, we hear from people is... You know, we started this podcast six months ago or so, and we we're like, we're not sh- quite sure what it is, but we just, we feel like we, it's almost like therapy for you and I, mm-hmm. but we thought, you know, how nice would it be if we can just create a, a, a podcast where we can just talk about normal things, but we didn't know like, what is this going to be helpful? Is it going to be entertaining? We didn't know. Yeah. Cause but, we don't feel like experts at anything and we don't feel like. I mean, I don't feel like I'm hilar- the hilarious wife that you say. Oh, so I'm like, I'm not that entertaining. You're like a stand-up comedian. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that was a scary sound effect. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think you're looking oh, for a rim shot. See, exactly. I, I don't I don't know. What, what, what I was going to say, though, is what the, <laughs> the cool thing that we've heard from other people, and it, I think a lot of different people listen from what we can tell, um, definitely a lot of kind of younger parents Mm-hmm. And one of the cool things is we hear, it's kind of like we all put our kids to bed and we're just hanging out in the living room talking yep. is kind of what this podcast is. Yeah. So hopefully um, you like that. <laughs> because I, I we like do. it. Yeah. <laughs> we like talking with you guys. Um, so this week we're going to continue a conversation that we had recently about phones mm-hmm. when do you get your kid a phone which is one of those super serious times when when do you let them on social media like do how does this work do if you don't let them on social media do they just sneak their way on social media anyway mm-hmm. and after we had a, that recent episode where we talked about it um i had a lot of great conversations one of which was with my aunt now i have on my mom's side i have four well, I'm sorry, three aunts. Mm-hmm. My mom is the oldest of four girls. 
in her family growing up. And the three oldest live in the Twin Cities here, but the youngest, mm-hmm. her name is Linda, moved out to California. So youngest LA, Just to, to get away, just to completely <laughs> yeah. get away. Peace right? out, fam. I'm out. <laughs> no. I need the sun. Yeah. Um, but Linda and her husband, Tony, live out in LA. They've lived out there for many, 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 many years mm-hmm. and have two incredible kids who are my cousins, but... Again, because my mom was the oldest, Linda's the youngest, me and my cousins are like, there's a wide, uh, what am I trying to say? Age gap, gap, basically. But But um, they're like very getting old now and mature and they're wonderful. They carry themselves like 45 year olds, let's let's be honest. Um, But anyway, I had a conversation with Linda and I thought it would be good to pick her brain a little bit because she is somebody who has dealt with teenagers who have phones and now her her kids are older mm-hmm. you know i think 23 16 uh is that right by the way i think that's yep, right that's okay. right yeah so she i mean she's still dealing with all those tough conversations and ins and outs of it so we just thought we would get her on this podcast and pick her brain a little bit and try to learn from you know what she's learned along the way um and i think she's got a lot of wisdom to share too so Linda, welcome to our podcast. It is wonderful having you here. Thank you. It's so fun to be involved. My aunt, Linda, perhaps my youngest aunt. Um, so my mom is an oldest of four. And Linda, you're yes. the youngest. I am. Grandpa, your, your dad had how many kids? So four girls. Four girls. And, uh, we're all within seven years. And you guys of each all other. you lived in a huge house with like five <laughs> bathrooms. We did, yeah. There was plenty to go around. We lived in the smallest house. We all shared bedrooms, and we had one bathroom. How did you do it? Um, I, I don't know. Um, Can I make Dad an assumption never here? Got to go to the bathroom he never ever. Used the ba- I heard stories that he would wake up before all of you just so he could sneak a shower, and then he'd go back to bed. He would, but you know what? It worked. It, it worked. We, I don't know how, but we, we managed. It's what we had, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't know. So you worked else. with what you have. So out of the four daughters, which one would you say was using the bathroom the most to just, who is, who is the bathroom hogger in your family? I think it was for sure the oldest, your mother. My mom. Yeah. <laughs> she wow. would probably disagree, but I think it was her. And my mom wasn't a typical firstborn, was she? She was not a typical firstborn. She was because a typical firstborn would have done much more caretaking of myself, <laughs> and that never happened. Um, and is that is that your excuse? Nothing in life? to do is that, with is, me. Is that the excuse that you carry with you in life? My my it older is. sister didn't take care of me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So what I wanted to dig into was. You know, last week, Melissa and I kind of started to scratch the surface, and the topic was, when do you get your kid a phone? Do you let your kid on social media? How do parents deal with this? And every parent deals with it a little differently. There's not necessarily a right or wrong, but we we propose some questions to at least think about, you know, as you're starting to, and we think a lot of parents listening right now have younger kids or maybe pre-teenagers that they're starting to wonder these things. When it comes to having phones, I guess, let me ask you some questions. When did you get your kids' phones? How old were they? Yeah, 
well, okay, so Maddie, um, Maddie got her first phone when she was in fourth grade, and it was it was a Firefly phone, which I don't even know if you know what they are. Never heard but of it. But basically, okay, it was a it was a flip phone that you could purchase that you could call either your parents or nine one one, and that was it. So that wasn't a lot of fun. Um, so we got her an iPhone when she was in fifth grade, and um, Max got his first phone when he was in fifth grade as well. Okay, so fifth grade. Yeah. Uh, what we just we you know for us and this just worked for us as parents i didn't really feel like there was a magical age um that all of a sudden they were going to be mature enough to have a phone um you know it's like when maddie was four and she wanted her ears pierced and i couldn't think of a reason why she couldn't have them pierced you know there was no you've got to be 13 to have your ears pierced. It didn't make sense to me. Um, we've always kind of approached it where, you know, let's, let's try this and let's give this a shot and let's give them a chance to succeed. And for us, it's worked, you know, with a lot of conversation about it and to give them a chance to earn trust. So what, once, they got, for us. once they got a phone, what kind of battles did you start to see happening with them? Um, did, did you guys have any like rules that you guys placed once you had a phone or are, were there any kind of battles that you had with your kids once you got them phones, whether it was right away or maybe a few years down the line? Yeah. So I wouldn't say battles. We just kind of set our rules that, um, you know, the phones were really ours. We paid for them. Right. So, we had to have their passwords to get onto their phone. Um, if they had social media accounts, we needed to have the passwords for those as well. Um, you know, they both wanted social media accounts, but we wanted to be part of it. Um, at least until they got to be you know, of an age where we weren't worried about it anymore, or they were, you know, a little bit older and um, more responsible. I think for... Maddie, you know, she was just getting into, you know, when Facebook was becoming really popular. So her and her friends all wanted Facebook. Um, you know, Max doesn't use Facebook. That's it's all Instagram and Snapchat. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, our rules were just we had to have access to the phones. We had to be able to see what was going on and, um, you know, talk about different things that we were seeing and how to keep them safe on social media. Um, and then we just went, you know, over all of the things that could go wrong, uh, you know, with texting and social media. And so what are those things when it comes to Snap? Let's talk about Snapchat for a minute, which most, would you say most teenagers ha are probably on Snapchat? Yeah, I would say that's definitely their messaging platform. So they're not it's even not, using the text yeah. message option on their mm -hmm. phone. Like they're just using Snapchat. And what's what's different about Snapchat than Instagram DMs or text messaging? You know, I think for them, it's that it doesn't, or it's not supposed to, it doesn't stick around. So, you know, once something, once you see something, it's gone. Um, so I think maybe... In their minds, it's a safer format than having this, you know, long text message. Um, 
However, you know, that gets tricky, right? Because what is happening more and more and what I'm hearing or what I'm seeing or I hear stories from other parents is that, you know, with Snapchat, you're alerted when somebody takes a screenshot of whatever you send them. So now what's happening is other kids are taking a photo on their phone of what somebody's Snapchat. And then it just, you know, gets forwarded from there. And it's, you know, come, that's become really too. So you don't necessarily know that what you send to that person has disappeared because now it's on somebody else's phone and it ends up, you know, 20 other people seeing that it wasn't intended for. And I've heard of that happening quite a bit. Yeah, you mentioned to me like a lot of the times, let's say your daughter sends a Snapchat to one of her girlfriends. And you mentioned like there's a good chance that there's a uh, there's a few friends with that friend. So you think you're sending a private message to one friend, but teenagers are teenagers. And yeah. what what happens there and what differences have you noticed with boys versus girls since you have one of each? Yeah, so I think you know, the formats that they used are very different. So, you know, when Maddie was in her teen years, it was definitely more Instagram and now you know, with Max at Snapchat. Um, you know, I think in going through it with girls, I think what I've seen is that girls can't help themselves. It's, you know, in their teen years, if you've, if you've got a photo or you've got a piece of information, it's almost like power. And, you know, if you've got that power, then other people, you know, want to know what that is. If you've got a piece of gossip, other girls want to know what that is. Um, I really don't think girls can help themselves. You know, they want to be the center of a conversation. And that's just, you know, unfortunately for, for a lot of girls, that's just, that's how it is. The queen bee rules, right? So <laughs> if you're, if you've got something that other people want to know, you're drawing attention to yourself. Um, how I don't you, see how that you, as much with boys. Yeah, they're probably less like that. They're just more like well, probably one word. I see. I see a lot of teenage boys taking a like a picture of the the like a, the top corner of their head, and then they'll <laughs> write like two words to their buddy. You know, like, yeah. I see this all over the yeah. place. Like a, a kid will be sitting in front of me at a baseball game, and Funny. these this is what the teenagers do a lot. They just send pictures that are like out of focus, and it's like part. It's like your hair. And it's just, I don't, I don't know why, but I probably sound like a really old person right now. I'm like, what are these kids <laughs> no, doing? No, it's true. It's but true. What it, it's, so knowing all that, how did you work with your teen? Like when your kids were a little bit younger, you know, teenage years, what were you, what kind of conversations were you having with them about this as you guys were learning about it at the same time? Yeah. So, you know, to back up for a minute, it, there was a couple things that really stuck out to us. It's, um, in being involved with your kids' accounts. It's, there was a social media um, meeting that happened at my daughter's middle school. And the director of her middle school got up and said, you know, let your kids get social media accounts and be involved. Let them have a Facebook. Um, teach them how to use it. And there was a mom who stood up who disagreed with her and said, my daughter's never going to have 
a social media account, um, not until she's 18, and went into all the reasons why. And another parent, although I didn't agree with how she confronted her, said, your daughter does have a Facebook account. It's under a fake name, and I'm friends with her, and here it is. Oh, my goodness. And, yeah, right? Not not how you want to be confronted. Hmm. But um, it really stuck out with me that, you know, we as parents don't have the luxury of bearing our heads and just thinking that, you know, if we lay down those rules, that they're not going to create a fake account. Um that they're not going to be exposed to social media. They are, and it's better to have the conversation and be involved in it than have them creating fake accounts behind your back. Um, That's really you know, interesting because if you, I'm sorry. As, as, a, as a kid, I, again, it, this is dicey because there's a lot of ways to skin it, but if you're a kid and you feel like your parent doesn't trust you at all, to the point where they're like, you'll, you're never going to have an account or you're not even, you know, and there's a time and place to keep your kids away from those things. But if, if there's no trust between the kid and the parent, then I could see that happening where a kid's like, well, forget it. I'm going to create a fake account. My parents not going to know about it. And that's, that's probably more prominent than we think as parents. Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, they're going to have access to it. They're going to be with friends who have phones. They're going to see it. They might even create a fake account on their on their friend's phone. They, I mean, it's there's so many ways to to get to it. So I just think it's so. What is better to be involved when it came to the being involved with your kids? What did that look like? What kind of conversations were you having? Were they open to it? Were they receptive? Did you guys have to work on that? Um, what should other parents be thinking about based yeah, on your so, experience? You know, we, we just talked about all the ways, you know, all the things that are fun about it, but all the ways that it can go wrong, um, you know, to, you know, they both know this, like never, ever take a photo, post anything, put anything in writing that you don't want your entire school to see a coach, a friend's parent, a family member, your pastor, like if, if you don't want, if you wouldn't show this to them yourself, don't send it out. Um, don't put it anywhere. And I know when I was just discussing this with Max, um, this morning, asking him about social media and what he thought about it, that's, he said, definitely his number one rule is you just got to be really careful about what you put out there. Um, Again, if it's intended for one person, chances are it's not staying with that one person. And, that, and, and I wouldn't think I wouldn't you think really, of that as a teenager. Sorry. But no, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I just think that's such a good point for parents to hear, because your kids are not thinking about this. They think, especially if you're using Snapchat. Oh, I'm going to send this quick, and it's going to disappear. But you yeah. have no idea who's on the other end. Or, I mean, sometimes friends are even mean to each other. Even if, even if you're good friends. You get into an argument one day and then, oh, whoops, they, you know, they've got something on you. They screenshotted something or one of their friends took a picture of their phone and all of a sudden it's kind of a messy situation. So just don't send anything that you wouldn't show to your coach, for instance. Yeah, for sure. Um, if, if you don't, if you wouldn't show it to them yourself or say it, don't put it, don't put it out there. It's not, it doesn't go away. And chances are somebody else has taken a screenshot of it and you know and it's 
tough too because you know having that conversation with your kids on you know you love your friends and you want to trust your friends but can you can you really trust your friends it's that tricky conversation to have we talk about that a lot in that you know i don't think your friends intentionally set out to hurt you but in certain situations where there's peer pressure and oh let me see what they sent you and all of a sudden somebody's taken a screenshot of it and sent it to 20 other people within you know five seconds that's tough um you know what's interesting even if you think that it's a safe situation to send something don't send it and we're mostly talking about direct messages between kids or between teenagers what this is just dawning on me but what's interesting is that you know when facebook first came onto the scene you linda and me and melissa we really got used to posting things about our life like we would always post here's what i'm doing or here's a picture of you know basically the world could tell what we were doing on any given day because we were just putting it all out there these days yeah what's interesting is i don't see as many teenagers doing that they're not posting these beautifully groomed pictures all the time. I mean, some, some are, but it's more about the aesthetic. It's less about this is what I'm doing today. This is what I'm doing today. And it's more about the direct messages with friends. So, yeah. In fact, a lot of teens now have wiped their Instagram accounts. So like they'll have an account, but there's no photos anymore. Um, they've deleted them all. So, you know, you have the account, but there's nothing out there. They're probably all uh, embarrassed of all the. It's they're probably all embarrassed of the pictures they posted when they were eight years old of themselves. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, I've aged a little bit. I got to get this out of here. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, right. Any, any other advice that you would have for parents who, whether they've got preteens or teens, and they're having these conversations with their kids about phones or social media, things that they should be looking out for. Yeah, I mean, I think it just comes about open conversation. No topic should be off the table. If, you know, some things are uncomfortable to discuss and it seems like the easier, you know, solution is to not talk about them. But again, I go back to, I don't think we have the luxury in, you know, 2021 to to just turn the other direction it's out there and it's what they're being faced with and you know i another thing that i think is interesting is that you know both kids have gone to different camps um you know my son just went to a camp a couple years ago and they can't have phones there and my daughter also went to one when she was in high school and they both came home from those trips feeling so relaxed and almost didn't want their phones back for a couple of days because it was such a relief to be off of them. I think with everybody being on their phones and that constant checking of, you know, Snapchat and, you know, Instagram or whatever the platform is that they're, that they're using and it's bomb, they're just bombarded with um, messages and photos and to get a break from that is kind of nice for them I think once in a while yeah. and you know I don't know any teen that's going to say yeah let's have an unplugged weekend um, I I don't 
you know, mm-hmm. I don't see any of them being like, hey, but uh, yeah, you can feel I don't, it though. Probably sleep better. They can sense it. Yeah. yeah. Don't have your phone in your room. Don't have dinner, you know, free from phones. Anything that you can do to take a break from it. Um, I think it's kind of relaxing for them. It is for us, too. We're just mm-hmm. not as good at it as it. We're, you know. But, Linda, thanks for sharing all of that helpful. Of course. I mean, it's, yeah, the conversations that we've had throughout the, the last week or two have been enlightening to me, too. So even in this episode, we're just hitting on a few of those things. But um, I think the bottom line is if you're a parent, you need to be involved and you need to be able to have open conversations with your kids because they, they don't know what they don't know. And you don't, you know that anything that you send out as private as you think it will be, you never know what's going to happen with that. So you got to be really careful and wise about what you're doing. Yeah. And they think they know, but they, you know, they don't really. So give them the information <laughs> and, um, you know, tell them, show them stories of things that have gone wrong. Um, if you see a news article, anything, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Don't be scared to have the conversation with your kids about, you know, situations that have gone poorly. And you guys even talking about it before you're dealing with it. I mean, that's half the battle. You're already trying to think about the best way to prepare mm-hmm. So it's a successful situation. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of younger parents, we're not thinking about these things yet, but it'll sneak up on us, right? Mm-hmm. So it's good to kind of get ahead it of it. And, and it keeps yeah. changing. So we have to keep, changing. <laughs> keep up with everything. Yeah. So, well, thanks again for joining us for the funny thing about parenting. Linda. Of course. You enjoy that beautiful California weather because up here in Minnesota, it's starting to get a little chilly. And I know that you're super jealous, mm-hmm. but... So jealous. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll see you soon. All right. Thanks. All right. Always good talking with Linda. I kind of want to move out to California. I do. Is that bad of me? No. I think we'd miss Minnesota, though. I really do. There's something so absolutely. I would miss like the seasons and family. And other than that, (laughs) I'm good. If we could just pick up our whole family and move to California and (laughs) get some people to move out of California so it's less populated and bring a little bit of season into California. A little fall and spring. (laughs) But never let it drop below 50 degrees. Right, right. Now we're talking. Yep. Now we're talking. Uh, Anyway, hope hope you enjoyed that conversation. Hopefully it was helpful and you got something from it. And as always, we really appreciate you listening to The Funny Thing About Parenting. We'll see you next week. Bye.